Welcome to the Balanced Self Podcast, where we explore different aspects of the life balance we are in search of, both personally and professionally. This is your host, Barbara Fitch, and we are glad to welcome our guest, Miriam Friedel. In this episode, we will discuss how to give constructive feedback, and we will also explore the importance of giving feedback, observing specific actions and behaviors that require constructive feedback, and how to redirect unwanted behaviors and balancing both negative and positive feedback. We hope this episode will offer some takeaways that will support you in giving impactful feedback in your personal and professional life. Stay tuned. Welcome everyone to this episode of Balanced Self. In this episode of Balanced Self, we are joined by Miriam Friedel. And Miriam is a pretty good friend of mine, and I'm really honored to have her on this podcast and glad she was able to join us today. So now I'm going to allow her to have the floor, tell us about who she is, what she does, and all the good things. Thanks, Barbara. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So I'll tell your listeners a little bit about me. Uh, My name is Miriam Friedel, and I'm currently a Senior Director of Machine Learning Engineering at Capital One, where I lead a team of about 70 people. um, And we build out tooling to enable a lot of the machine learning development that happens across Capital One. Um, I started my career 20 years ago uh, by getting a PhD in physics. After that time, I went to work as a consultant for a while, where I focused a lot on software engineering. Went to work in a neuroimaging lab where I learned a lot of R and Python and software engineering skills that helped me um, get into the field of data science, which is what I now do when I moved to Charlottesville nine years ago, which is how I know Barbara. Um, And so I worked first at a local consultancy, then at a startup, and now I've landed at Capital One. So I've had sort of a meandering career, but it's always been pretty technology focused. I've been a people leader since 2016. So I started with a seven person team and of course now it's 70. So it's been a journey growing my skills as a people leader as my team has grown. Um, And personally, I have two kids and three stepkids. So we have a nice big uh, Brady Bunch at my house, which is a lot of fun. So, so yeah, so that's me. And thank you so much again for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. And I am always impressed with uh, you and taking your time and having all these big shoes to fill and still being able to like find that that balance with your family and finding time to do the things because you also have young ones that are teenagers and they have stuff to do. So I'm always, excuse me, very, very happy to uh, uh, speak with you and, and talk with you because I know you're really busy. So again, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started. And I'm looking forward to hearing um, all the things about this topic we're talking about today. And I'm looking forward to you sharing your insights and, um, and your experiences. And if you are ready, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome. Um, In this episode, we will discuss how to give uh, constructive feedback. Um, Feedback is a helpful tool uh, for indicating when things are going in the right direction or for redirecting a certain behavior or a performance issue. So the goal is in giving feedback um, is to provide guidance by offering information in a positive manner, either by supporting effective behavior or to get someone back on track toward effective performance. Uh, So Miriam, in your experience, how would you define constructive feedback? 
I love this question. Um, I know that there's probably a lot of different ways to define it, but I think for me, it comes down to a few things. One is that it needs to help the person who's receiving it, right? Like, as you said, feedback can be positive or negative, and it could be to correct something that's not going well. But if the, the goal of the feedback, you know, should be to be clear, to be kind, and to really help the person who is receiving it, right? Like providing someone with feedback is not an opportunity to maybe vent your disagreements or maybe you're really frustrated with them. And that's, in my mind, that's not really constructive feedback. It's intended to help the person um, that you're giving the feedback to. I think another thing that's really important is that it needs to be actionable. Just saying, you know, I really didn't like how you did this. You know, that's not really very actionable. And so it's hard for it to be constructive because the person doesn't really know what to do to improve the problem. So I would say that those are the main things for me about giving feedback that it that is constructive and that I try to keep in mind when when I do have to give feedback to people, which as you might imagine with a team of 70 happens like fairly often. Thank you so much, Miriam, for that awesome answer. And thank you for defining constructive feedback as it relates to your organization and your leadership skills, because every leader leads differently and every leader gives constructive feedback based on whatever the job is or whatever the goals for the job are. So yes, I completely agree with your um, your three statements that said that feedback has to help the person that's receiving it. It has to be clear and it has to be kind because feedback is a very vital element in letting people know where they are and what direction they should go in, in terms of expectations and goals, and it should be consistent and as often as needed, as this will allow employees to experiment with new skills and receive guidance that promotes growth. Um, it also takes away the anxiety of performance for the employees so that evaluations are smoother and that the employee can realistically achieve their goals. That is why it's very important that leaders develop the habit of being consistent with feedback, and they shouldn't wait until there is a performance issue to give that constructive feedback. I know I've been on both ends of that, and I've learned quite a bit from my direct managers, and I've also learned as a manager how to give that feedback and how to give that pat on the back when it's needed and also to redirect when that needs to happen as well. Um, as leaders, we also have to be conscious of when we are giving that feedback that it is not coming off is evaluative. Um, we have to make sure that we show up and we approach a difficult situation with finesse and balance. And I'll get to that shortly. And we also, as you mentioned earlier, again, cannot repeat enough to be kind. Um, so we don't want to wait until all the issues have stacked up and we have to give one-sided feedback where it's negative on one side and we're not giving the uh, the uh, positive side of that. So yeah, very important. Cannot reiterate that a month. Um, the other thing is observing good and not so good behaviors early on and offering uh, those conversations then, I think it will, this will lend to less anxiety again when it comes down to evaluations. So I want to go back to that balance part of giving constructive feedback that has been termed the sandwich approach, um, which means you give a positive, a negative, and a positive. 
So when you use this approach, you lower the need for the individual's response to to be in a defensive manner. So yes, again, like completely agree. You got to use finesse, right? Just got to do it. Yeah, I think that's, I want to touch on two things you said that I think are really important. One is that feedback should be consistent, right? You should not only provide feedback when it's performance evaluation time, particularly if someone does have some opportunities for improvement, right? And if you are going to give them a rating that is maybe not a positive one, right? Or the performance review doesn't go well, that shouldn't be a surprise to the employee because you should be giving like that consistent and that constructive feedback all along. So I totally agree with you there. I think the point you also made about like something positive and then something negative and something else positive, I think is also really good because you can show that you're observing what that person is doing really well and that you're not just only looking for the things that they're doing poorly. It's that you are you are observing things they're doing well. And so I think that that also helps and I think it makes people more receptive. So I totally, I think those are really important points. So I'm glad that you raised those. Yeah, and the thing about that is it also opens the opportunity for discussion and anything that you need to work on within there, just to say, for instance, Jane Smith is doing great in front of the client. She's doing great. She's got great customer service, but her emails don't reflect that. That's a conversation you can have and you can offer that feedback and offer whatever tools she needs. And as a, as a leader, it's important to say, okay, well, Jane, you're doing great. You know, you're, you're doing great in front of our customers, but your emails really need some work. How can I help you? That's really important as a leader to make sure that you're being observant of offering a solution to any sort of um, negative feedback that you have to give, because that also does not lend for judgment on the employee. It's just the judgment on the actual task or task that they or their job performance. And then when evaluation time comes, you're set up for a great um, discussion versus a, this is what you're doing wrong, or this is what you've done wrong. And I'm having to rate you based on that. So yeah, it's really, really important for us to recognize that, you know, very important. So For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'll also say that one of the things, you know, that you were talking that sort of sparked in my mind is that one of the other, in addition to like positive and then negative and then positive, right? And I think your example about, you know, this person is excellent with the client, the emails don't reflect that. Another way of providing feedback that I found to be really helpful is what's sometimes known as the SBI framework. This is the situation, here was your behavior, and this was the impact, because I think sometimes people are not aware of how, the impact of their behavior. And I think there is also the difference between intent versus impact. And I think this this type of communication is like so broadly applicable, not just at work, but also in life. Like I realized maybe you didn't intend to communicate a specific thing, or maybe you didn't intend to upset me, but the impact is actually you did. And so I think like the specificity of here's the situation, here's the behavior, and here was the impact, I think can also be a really helpful tool. Thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people are not familiar with that, F, that excuse me, that SBI uh, model. And when you when you think about that, that, those are really three big major things that leaders need to keep in mind when you are having to have those conversations. And the more you think about that model, the easier it becomes to give that feedback. And I like what you said, impactful, 
and intentional. Those are two really good uh, words to describe what we need to do in order to be conscious of the feedback that we give and the feedback that we receive. And we're actually like talking to about our second question, which I'm coming to right now. <laughs> so this is awesome. I love this. So, so my second question, which is kind of the same family here is, what is the best way to give feedback? And I know you've touched on that a little bit, but what are some other ways that you have experienced that you give? What's, what's the best way for you to give that? Yeah, that's feedback? a great, that's also a great question. So I think, you know, I work, so my team is very distributed, right? We're not all physically in the same location. I work from home a lot. Um, and so I think that a lot of times for like more difficult conversations, if you can do it in person, I think that really helps. Like, I think, you know, through the pandemic, we've gotten very used to communicating, you know, like this on a Zoom call. But I think that, um, you know, for difficult conversations and then also sometimes for really good conversations, you want to try to do it in person if you can. I think also as someone who's giving feedback is to really prepare. I remember earlier on in my career, I would, you know, the first sort of performance evaluations I had to do, I had, I didn't prepare very well. Like I didn't realize how much care and attention it takes to give feedback well. And so, you know, I think I shortchanged some of my employees and it wasn't because of a bad intent. You know, I was just still learning, right? Like I wasn't very good at giving feedback. So I think like, preparation and really being, you know, as you said, like intentional, right? I think that's really important. Um, and then I think the other thing it's important is the feedback giver to when you, you know, it's a two-way conversation, you know, as you've been saying. And so to listen when the person responds to your feedback, which they could take it in really well, but sometimes when you're giving negative feedback, even if it's clear or even, you know, if it's well-intentioned, sometimes like that can be upsetting because nobody really wants to hear about how they're not doing something well, right? Like even if it's with constructive and actionable feedback, it's delivered kindly, people can have a reaction to that. And so I think really just being in a place where you can listen and really hear what they're saying, even if you don't agree with it, or even if you, you know, think that they're, you know, misrepresenting something, just really being able to listen. So at the end of the conversation, they feel like you heard their side of the story. So I think those are also three, three sort of tips, um, you know, or, or things that I've found work effectively when I have to give, give feedback. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's that, that is true because we have to remember that we're all human and we have to remember that leaders are human too. And I, I can completely agree with you and, and sympathize with you when I was, when I first became a manager and my first, very first um, uh, performance evaluation that I had to give one of my employees, I was terrified because we had this very long, and the, the organization that I worked in, we had like four pages of stuff that we had to do. And I, I remember taking it to my my direct supervisor and I had it took me like days to fill it out. <laughs> and I'm like, I work with this with this employee like all the time. I'm consistently speaking with this person all the time. And you know, I'm thinking I'm doing, you know, a great job of managing, which I thought I was, and I think I, you know, I still think that I did, but when it came down to like evaluation time, I went blank. I was like, I didn't know what to do. But then as I became a more mature leader, I realized what I needed to do. And those things, yes, that that in person, you cannot take that away. That's just something that you're always going to, um, that's always going to be priceless because when someone sees your face, they see your expressions, they 
they can take it a little better. I've given negative feedback, and I've learned this over the years. I've given feedback that I, that was really difficult, but with practice, I've learned how to do it, and I've learned how to do it effectively. But behind that, I've learned how to give the silver lining behind it, whether it's good, you know, it's good feedback, or it's, hey, let's follow up in two or three months. Let's follow up in two or three weeks. I think that's important too, like finalizing what you want to happen and giving that person what you want them to do in reaching those goals. So I think those are all really good things. So yes, yeah. thank you very, very much. <laughs> no, of course. And I think, you know, having a clear follow-up plan, giving people the ability to just like absorb what you're saying and then they can come back. Like, I think that's also really, really important. And then I think also being able to celebrate positive things and remember, like that's always easy to do, but saying like, hey, you did a really great job with this or, you know, celebrating people, um, you know, I think in, in groups being able to say like, hey, you know, I had a meeting earlier today where I, I, I called out one of my associates to say, this person did a great job, like writing a very thorough document. Like we had to address something and this person like immediately got on it, addressed it, wrote a really thorough, um, a really thorough summary. And so it also felt good to say, hey, you did a great job with that. And I'm going to recognize you not only privately, but also like publicly. So, you know, you can feel like really positive about your accomplishment. So, yeah, I, I thank you for that. And that's, that's important because if employees don't hear that, then they're like, okay, then nobody cares. So we actually talked a little bit about that last month with one of my, my last guests last month, we were talking about, um, you know, leadership and bad bosses versus good bosses and being unintentionally not knowing that you're being an unintentional bad boss. So, and that was one of the things we talked about, like giving those accolades when they, when you see them, recognize them, it's important. People want to feel heard. They want to feel um, appreciated for the hard work that they put in. And leaders need to hear that too. Like, Hey, you're doing a great job too. So, and that, that that's a two-way street because I think sometimes also employees don't recognize that leaders, you know, leaders, sometimes they get tired too, and they need feedback too. So, <laughs> I love your face because I can see it. Yeah, you, I know. You well, I guess it's take it tired. Like I yawned on like three different Zoom calls today, and it was not because I was uninterested in the topic. I was just, you know me, like running around. I'm always sleep deprived. So, well, we we appreciate you, and thank you so much for that. So, um, did you have anything else to add before we wrap up? No, I think this was a great discussion, and I think you know sort of, you know, echoing the themes of the podcast, you know, I think just to wrap up, you know, be thoughtful and intentional, like make sure that, you know, it's actionable for your, for your recipient, be clear, be kind, you know, and, and also remember it takes practice, right? With anything else, giving constructive feedback takes practice. So I would say, allow yourself the time to, to practice and learn and, and yeah. So I would say that that would be it to close this out. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give yourself grace. If we learn nothing else, you give yourself grace in all things. So thank you so much, Miriam. Um, we, we thank you for sharing your thoughts and your experiences and your insights. And we thank our listeners for joining us today. Uh, we hope that you will join us next month uh, as we discuss rebuilding trust and rapport in this new normal workplace. So this concludes our episode of Balance Self. Um, be sure to listen for my conclusion at the end so that I can share some opportunities to connect. And Miriam, thank you again. So hopefully you'll join us again for another podcast. I would love to. Thank you again for having me, Barbara. I always love talking to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care.
Before we conclude this episode, I would like to give you further insight on the feedback sandwich if you're considering using this method. Latest research has shown that those who receive the feedback sandwich often focus on the criticism instead of focusing on the two positive components of this model. This means that while you did actually deliver constructive criticism, there's little chance the other person retained it based on the way this model is set up. Also, our guest touched a little bit on the SBI model earlier in this episode, and I want to break that down and break this acronym down as it's defined. Uh, situation, which describes the situation where the observed behavior occurred. Behavior describes the person's behavior or your behavior, physical uh, or observable action. Uh, impact describes um, how you're sharing with this person or yourself the impact of their behavior on you and others present. This SBI model was designed by the Center for Creative Leadership for self-evaluation and giving feedback to others. If you are looking for an effective way to reduce the effects of critical feedback and boost motivation and progress, we recommend our giving and receiving workshop using the SBI model. Also, if you have ever given or received feedback and it didn't turn out the way you expected, we recommend our workshop on giving and receiving feedback within a foundation of trust. This workshop explores the home feedback model designed by MSB Coach for self-evaluation and giving feedback to others. Information for both workshops can be found on our website at www.msbcoach.com. To hear a breakdown of the home model, check out our effective feedback using the home model video on our YouTube channel. If you would like to learn about other workshops and resources, please visit our website at www.msbcoach.com or email us at info at msbcoach.com. And if you would like to hear current and previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to the Apple Podcast or Spotify app or you can go to our website at www.msbcoach.com under the resource tab. Bye now.